a from Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I am your host, as always, Logan Howard. Unfortunately, today I am not joined by a Brendan Thomas Merritt. He is off doing his own fun adventure things, uh, hanging out with friends and uh, spending his weekend relaxing from what I'm sure was a tough week this week. Um, but yeah, I'm sure it was also a good week. So uh, keep Brendan in your prayers as he goes through his, uh, as he continues working and continues to being a good servant of Jesus Christ. Um, but today, I'm sure you're wondering what we're going to do for the podcast. We are going to be doing a couple things. Uh, first, we're going to be going through one of my family history books, interestingly enough. Um, my grandparents, or great-grandparents, were from Scotland, um, so there's a Scottish line that goes through my blood, and we'll also be doing maybe some Scottish-English, uh, what are they, dictionary, uh, so you'll learn some Scottish phrases as well. So we should have a lot of fun, um, but... This is your first time listening to us. Of course, we have 94 other episodes, so please go watch those because they'll probably be more entertaining than just a random dude uh, talking by himself. But if this is your first time, you can send us an email from Dublin to Cleveland at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can find us on Facebook from Dublin to Cleveland. You can also find us uh, on Instagram. Mine is bananaman17. And of course, Brendan's is Brendan Thomas Merritt. You can follow us on either of those. We would love to... Uh, interact with you and talk with you and all those things. So uh, with all that being said, I'm going to now pick one of these lovely music things above me and we will get into our talk about a Jones history book. So <clears throat> call it a clan, call it a network, call it a tribe, call it a family, whatever you call it. Whoever you are, you need one. Once upon a time, 1859, in a country far away, Scotland, a young man named Richard Jones met a young lady whose name was Mary Stewart. Richard was a coal miner, and Mary was a handloom weaver. They were married and had ten children. Quite a lot of children for this day and age. <laughs> Their fourth child, his name was James, and he was born on August 2nd, 1868. Now, this is a side quest from our story, um, but there are a couple different flags that represent Ireland. One is called the Satire Flag, and I'm going to ask you to do your internet search. I can show you it on here, but I, I know my camera is not good enough to uh, show it. But there is a flag here. It is blue and white. It's got a white X through it and blue in the background, um, but it's called the Satire Flag. It has been believed by generations of Scotland that their national flag is the oldest flag in Europe. It originated in battles fought in the Dark Ages between the Picts and the Scots on one side and the Angles of Northumbria on the other. The satire is also known, saltire is also known as the St. Andrew's Cross. So where do you know that? Um, and of course there's the Lion Rampart flag, which is the symbol of a lion has been used for many centuries by Scottish kings. William I of Scotland was known as the Lion, after he introduced the lion symbol to his coat of arms. The Scottish lion has always been shown up on the rampant uh, and shows standing up in the hind legs with the head in profile and the forelegs extended. Perhaps kings of Scotland kept a real lion when residence at the castle of Stirling and Edinburgh. 
uh, both castles have built within the walls known as the Lion's Den. Uh, so, two years later, back to the story. Two years later, in the same town, a little girl was born to another coal mining family. Janet Ferens was born on June 25th, 1870. Her parents were Robert Ferens and Anne Jeffrey Ferens. As a young man, James Jones came to the United States, but he returned to Scotland and married Janet Ferens on June 14th, 1893. This is quite some time ago. Uh, good century and some change uh so quite what a thing uh interestingly enough their breads so to buy bread was three cents a loaf that's how much it was uh milk was 18 cents a gallon house just to buy a house five thousand two hundred fifty dollars average in income was six hundred and thirty dollars a year the, the president at the time was benjamin harris and the vice president was levi p morton so, interesting, some interesting facts. What was going on? Um, so together, uh, Janet and James came to the United States and they began their family in Oglesby, Illinois. Uh, and they then had Richard and Ian. Um, Richard was born May 6, 1894. Uh, and Ann was born on April 28, 1896. One year later, in 1897, work ran out in the coal mines and the family moved back to Scotland. So things did not go well here in America, as they sometimes did. Uh, and so while they were in Scotland, they had six more children. And these children were Mary, and she was born February 13, 1898. Jane, December 24, 1899. Robert, November 18, 1901. James, July 18, 1903. Alex, August 8, 1905. And Janet, Nettie on July 22nd, 1907. Now, they lived in a place called Hurlford in East Ayrshire. There's a former railway junction, mining town, Holford, is located two miles east of Kilmanark near the River Irving. Now a residence center, it was part of a former barony of Ricotta, which was associated with the Wallace clan during the lifetime of William Wallace. Local industries include whiskey blending and bottling and manufacturing of clothing. So, they lived in a cool little town. Now, once again, James returned to work in the coal mines in the United States. This time, he brought along his oldest son, Richard, who is now 13 years old. They worked for a short time in Pennsylvania and then moved to Witt, Illinois. Uh, as they came across, they came across on the California, and uh, it was a ship that was quite big at the time and was coming across and making journeys to. Uh, to America. Uh, Janet's brother, Sam, came with them to help with the children. Nan was 12, and Nettie was just a baby carried in a plaid blanket. It was a long, tiresome journey, and they arrived at Ellis Island. Um, when they arrived at Ellis Island, Anne kept them waiting overnight because she would not let the authorities check her eyes. Then they went for a short visit to Janet's younger sister, who lived in New Jersey, before traveling on to work. One year later, as it was, as we just talked about, they came. Janet and the other seven came, uh, and two more children were born in the United States: William, February 18, 1910, and Joseph, August 18, 1912. So James unfortunately died in October of 1942. He was 74 years old. Janet passed away a few years later in November 1946 at the age of 76. 
Most of us have never met these two people, and they are the two, they are the reason I am here today and able to, to speak to you. Or at least an eighth of the reason I could beg. So it was uh, one of the ten children was of course my grand great grandmother, and then she had my grandfather, and then my grandfather had my mother, and then my mother. So that is some of the background story of one of the places I've been is Scotland. Um, and Scotland, never been, uh, but is quite a awesome, awesome thing to be from Scotland. Uh, wish I was from Ireland. I'm not, <laughs> unfortunately. So uh, that concludes the story of one of the branches of how Logan came to be sitting here. Um, most of the other side of my family is German, um, and maybe one of these days I'll get to telling you the German side of my story. But uh, with that, let's get into some Scottish English languages. So, let's see if you guys can guess some of these phrases. Uh, so, <clears throat> The first one, pancake. A pancake is a drop scone. So it's completely <laughs> drop scone. Um, a period, a thing that you put at the end of a sentence, uh, so punctuation, is a full stop. So if you had a pancake full stop, you'd have a drop scone full stop. <laughs> Uh, let's see if you can guess what you would call a sort. So, sort of things, S-O-R-T. Um, it's amend. Which doesn't make much sense, because you feel like if you're sorting things, why would you mend things? That doesn't seem to, like, logically flow. Um, but, go figure. Uh, let's go back to the beginning of the alphabet. Let's go with letter A. Uh, academy. Of course, that's the Scottish for high school. Um, and then, let's see. Uh, a child. What do you think a child is called in Scottish? Is a bairn. B-A-I-R-N. Um, a bread roll is called a bap. Bap, 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 bap. Uh, quite a funny little thing. Um, an armpit is called a oxter. Oxter, if you would. Um, a bag is called a poke. So, give it a poke. I don't, I don't seem to get some of these, you know, if it makes any sense. Uh, beautiful is a bra, B-R-A-W, brawl, brawl. Very interesting. Um, a birch tree is called a birk, B-I-R-K. Uh, blackberry is called a bramble. So if you're going to the bramble thicket, you're going to the blackberry thicket. 
some of you might have actually known that one, but um, let's see. We already talked about bread roll, of course. Goodness, a bridge is called a brig. Now, I wonder if it's because they had so many boats that they are called them brigs. Is where you put things down below. But to me, I'm thinking, how does a bridge and a brig equal the same thing? Kind of confuses me. Um, busy or crowded is a thrang instead of a throng. A thrang. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, a butcher. This one I love. It's called a flesher. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to learn some some Scottish, just start calling butchers fleshers. <laughs> uh, to be careful is to be canny, which that one makes sense because we use that in some different phrases. Um, a church is called a kirk. Now. I don't know if you guys know who Captain Kirk is, but I don't think Captain Kirk goes to church. Just, just saying. So I don't know why we're calling him Kirk. <laughs> um, to cry or weep is to greet. That seems kind of opposite. I think the last thing that I would do while crying is to greet somebody. <laughs> but, go figure. Um... A daisy is a Gowan, so go on. It's not Obi-Wan, the go on. Uh, dark is murky, makes sense, murky water. Don't like it. Uh, if there's things on my list that I'm not a fan of, murky water, so do not throw me in murky water. Um, an ear is called a lug. Now, just go with me here. Lug nut is those little things you put on your car. Um, little bolts or strain bolts or whatever. Uh, is it because they're little and that's why we call an ear a lug? I don't know. If you know in the comments, let me know. <laughs> uh, exhausted um, is a wabbit. Not a wasco rabbit, but a wabbit. W-A-B-B-I-T. And I'm probably pronouncing all of these wrong. And if you are Scottish and you know I'm pronouncing these wrong, uh, hopefully you're enjoying it anyway. But uh, yeah, um, football is called fitba, which makes sense because you have to be pretty fit to play it. So makes sense. Um, a gate is called a yet, so it's not a yeti, but it's a yet. Ah, so if you uh, need to catch your catch your gate or for your airplane flight, you gotta catch your yet. The girl is of course called a lassie. You guys probably know that. Um, but go to go is if you were to go somewhere. Just the word go is gang. So you have to be very careful when you're from Scotland, you move to America, and you're like gang, gang, gang as you walk around. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Um, let's see. Let's see if I can finish on a good one here. To 
know something, all right? If you know something. If you understand something, if you just know, you're like, oh, I know what's supposed to do with this. That's called Ken. So, if you have a friend named Ken, he apparently knows a lot of things. I have an uncle named Ken, and he thinks he knows a lot of things. So, he's probably listening to me right now, and if he is, leave us a like, Uncle Ken. Alright, so... With that being said, let's now get into our Bible time. Um, of course, like I said, if you want to hear more of these, I would be—I would love nothing more than to read you some more uh, English Scottish dictionaries. Um, but if not, that's okay too. Um, leave us a message at from Dublin to Cleveland at gmail.com. If you'd like to hear more from us, um, if you'd like to interact with us, follow us on Facebook. Go to our website. We'd love if you'd. Go to our website. Uh, it's from DublinToCleveland.com. Um, just got it this past week. I'm excited about it. Excited to see what uh, what happens with it, and hopefully it will serve you guys well, as it will serve us as well. Um, you can buy a T-shirt. You can support us by buying a T-shirt. Uh, you can support us by um, supporting Wongo Puzzles as well, um, and listening to our podcast. Because the more listens we get, the more uh, people learn about us. The more people hear about God and God's word. And that's the important thing. Um, we like to have fun. We like to tell stories about history and Scottish stuff and all that stuff. But uh, but the most important thing is we talk about God's word. So with that, let's go in your Bibles to the book of First Timothy. Um, and you're gonna go. We're gonna go to chapter four. So First Timothy chapter four. And we are going to be in verses 12, 4, 12 uh, through 16. And it says this, Let no one despise you for your youth, but an example to believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity, till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them. Take your prog that your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine, continuing in them, for in doing you will save both yourself and those who hear you. Now, there's of course some interesting things that some people will take out of this. So for instance, one thing that you could wrongly take in the last verse, it says, uh, you know, take heed to follow this doctrine and continue in the doctrine because you'll save yourself and others. Uh, some people may like, well, does just reading doctrine save you? And I don't think it's not the reading doctrine part. The part that he's talking about here is how um, if we continue on in this doctrine, which means not just reading it, but we're living out God's word and what God has said for us. Um, and continuing in that continually, that will change our heart and change our lives. Um, our salvation comes when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And that's what this doctrine is about, putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. So if we've done that, that will save us. And as we tell others, it will save others as well, because they'll come to a knowledge of Jesus Christ, their Savior. Um, so let's start back at the beginning, though, because we've gotten that doctrinal issue out of the way. Um, let no one despise you because you're young. 
I think a lot of us who, a lot of you who are probably listening to this are younger, um, are younger. You maybe are still growing in, in the Lord and all those kind of things. Um, you might be older as well. And I think the important thing is not how old you are. The important thing is don't let other people despise you because of how far you are in your walk with Christ. Don't let people despise you. Don't let people put you down. Um, don't let people say you don't know enough or you're not good enough or you're not this or that. Um, once you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, you're able to understand things that other people cannot understand. So don't let people put you down for where you're at. You're still growing in your walk. That's true. Be gracious with yourself, but don't let other people tear you down because you're not living up to their standards. Um, but be an example. Be an example to all the people around you. Wherever you're at, wherever God has placed you, be an example. Be example for God. Let other people um, see your good works and glorify God. Be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. In every, every area of your life, be an example to people. And all these areas are very important. In word, what you say. Be an example of what you say. Don't swear. Don't use God's name in vain. Don't use um, swear words that other people will flippantly use. Don't use them. So in your words, be an example. And also in keeping your word. Um, that's a thing that is pretty rare today where people actually keep their words. What they say is what they actually do. Um, usually a good phrasing is don't overpromise, overdeliver. So underpromise, overdeliver is better than overpromising and underdelivering. So don't promise everything that you're going to do this or do that. Um, promise very little, but overdo and overdeliver what you what you promise. Um, in conduct, so how you hold yourself up, how you interact with other people. Um, in love, how you care for people. Be an example to that. Um, too often in our world, and even in our Christian circles, we think love is just having ooey gooey feelings for people, but love is so much more than that. It's doing what's best for people. So in our love, we should be showing God in spirit, in, in our spirit and who we are. We should be an example that we're growing in our faith and growing in our walk, in our faith, in our purity, in how we hold ourselves to standards. If we're living inappropriately or doing inappropriate things, then we're not being a good example to those around us. And he does, he says you're supposed to continue in this till he, till he comes. Um, and I know that Paul is referring to himself, but the same principle applies to when Christ returns. Um, we need to be doing all these things till he comes, giving attention to reading, to exhortation and to doctrine. Make sure we're reading our Bible. I know I have struggled with this this past week, making sure we're in God's word, reading it, um, to exhortation, um, exhortation uh, is this idea of building up one another, um, exhorting one another, teaching each other. Um, so give attention to that. Help build up other believers, other followers of Christ um, to doctrine. So what is true about the Bible? What is true about being a Christian? What is true about following God? Um, giving attention to those things because we can easily be misled when we don't have the right doctrine, when we're not following what Jesus says and who Jesus is. Do not neglect the gift is in you. God has given us each a gift and ability to serve him. Don't neglect it. Um, 
I don't know what each and every one of your gifts is. I do know mine. And mine is being able to encourage and uplift people. And so I can't just neglect that. I can't just go days or weeks or months or years or a lifetime without building other people up because that's what God wants me to do, to be discipling, to be helping other people. Um, it's something that I never really realized until this past year that that's what God has been working in a gift and gifted me in um, being able to come alongside and be brothers and sisters to people. So do not go neglect that. Um, do, not, do not neglect the gift that God gave you specifically. Seek that out if you don't know what it is. He talks about how it's given to you by laying on of prophecy and laying on of hands, the eldership. Yeah, that that's a thing that they, they did back then. Um, prophecy is not a thing that is huge in our day and age. Um, not to say that God doesn't work that way or can't work that way, but um, it's not continually always in front of us. Um, and laying on of hands is the call to ministry. Um, so, but our, but the important thing is, as he finishes up in 15 here, we already talked about 16. It says, meditate on these things. Think about these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. Give yourself to these things. Give yourself to being an example, to reading the Bible, to exhortation and to doctrine and to the gift that you've been given. Meditate on those things. That means think about them. Think about them often. Think about them continually. Give yourself entirely to them. Invest 100% in them. You're not going to come up empty with that. You're not going to come up empty with God. Invest in him. Give yourselves entirely to them. Your progress may be evident. Um, one of the exciting things about working at a camp during the summer is you get to see growth in people. Um, I'm going to brag on a friend of mine. I'm not going to say his name, um, but it's been really awesome to see his growth in the Lord and to watch him grow in each of these areas. And he's a different person. He's a man, a different man than he went into the summer. And that's been a glorious, awesome thing to see God work through him. So meditate on this stuff. Continue to grow in your walk. Continue to progress with him. Um, that's that's my encouragement and my prayer to you this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to a, this podcast. Um, so with that, uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, I've been Logan Howard. I do apologize for the uh, splurty all over the place when we post, don't post. Um, we are 10 days now away from our, let's see second anniversary so we're gonna have a second anniversary party shortly we are five episodes away from episode 100 which will be another party so there's a lot of excitement yet to come with our podcast don't give up on us uh we're still figuring out our schedules and figuring out how to communicate and talk and continue this podcast um uh, but don't worry it's not in danger of not being here it just might be as uh not as consistent as we all want it to be so thank you so much for your patience. Send us an email from Dublin to Cleveland at gmail.com. Keep listening because um, there's more awesome news and awesome stuff ahead for uh, Brendan's life, my life, and this podcast. So hang in there. Have a lovely day. We will see you next time. Bye, friends. <laughs>